The main message that we want to get across is that suicide is preventable. Workplaces are really a critical part of mental health and suicide prevention and really can help set the tone for the health and well-being of our workforce. You're listening to the Employee Safety Podcast from Alert Media, a podcast for professionals responsible for the safety and well-being of their employees. Each episode features an interview with a leader in employee safety to discuss how to protect your employees from a wide array of threats, from severe weather to a global pandemic. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Employee Safety Podcast, where we discuss insights and ideas for how to protect your most valuable asset, your people. I'm your host, Peter Steinfeld, and I'm joined today by Maggie Mortali. Maggie is the Senior Program Director at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, also known as AFSP. For those of you who may be unaware, September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and September 5th through the 11th is National Suicide Prevention Week. So we thought this episode would be appropriate timing to discuss mental health and suicide prevention programming and why it is so important in the workplace. Hi, Maggie. How are you? I'm doing well, Peter. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. And our focus today is the important topic of creating a workplace culture that prioritizes mental health. But before we begin, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your background and your career? Sure. So as you mentioned, I am a senior program director at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I joined ASSP in 2011 and established a department that is primarily dedicated to mental health and suicide prevention at work. And this includes ASSP's interactive screening program, which I'll love to talk with you about later on. In my role at the foundation, I primarily work with large public and private sector employers, but also institutions of higher education to support suicide prevention efforts that are really designed to reach populations of people who have barriers to help seeking or also considered to be, you know, resistant to seeking help. And at the foundation, I also represent AFSP in a collaborative partnership with the American Association of Suicidology and the United Suicide Survivors International in the development of the first ever national guidelines for workplace suicide prevention. And just out of curiosity, how did you get into this area of work? Sure. So in college, actually, on my college campus, I was part of a student group called Active Minds, and I got really involved in their national efforts, which are designed to really support student mental health on college campuses. It's sort of a peer-to-peer model. And through that work, we also used AFSP programming on our campus. And so I got involved in the work of the foundation that way. I served on a national um, student advisory committee and then got involved in AFSP through their Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk, which is a fundraiser every year and got involved there. My, I'm also a suicide loss survivor. I lost my grandfather to suicide when I was in high school, and it wasn't something that our family talked about. And I've also since then lost other family members to suicide. And it's really, you know, I've seen the impact 
and experience the impact of suicide loss firsthand. Well, thank you for that. So I think you hit it right on the head, which is a lot of people out there just don't talk about this issue. And that's why we're having this session. So for those who may not be familiar, can you give us a quick overview of AFSP and its mission? Absolutely. So AFSP is a voluntary health organization, and our mission is to save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicide. To achieve this mission, AFSP engages in what we consider to be a core set of strategies, and this includes number one, funding scientific research. AFSP is the largest private funder of suicide prevention research in the country. We also work to educate the public about mental health and suicide prevention. We have an advocacy arm that works to advocate for public policies that relate to mental health and suicide prevention efforts. And then we also work to support survivors of suicide loss those that have been affected by suicide. Okay, well, thank you for that explanation. Now, Alert Media fundamentally has a, a very similar mission to AFSP, and that is to save lives. So this topic is very close to our hearts, and we look forward to hearing your insights. So can you start by giving our audience some context on the issues of mental health and suicide prevention and why it's important for organizations to make them a priority? Absolutely. You know, as individuals and, and human beings, just like we all have physical health, we all have mental health. And when it comes to mental health conditions, they are among the most burdensome health concerns in the United States. When we look at some of the research, we see that about one in five U.S. adults aged 18 or older report a mental health condition each year. And poor mental health, stress, and even burnout can negatively affect an individual, their job performance, their productivity, but also their engagement with their work, their communication with coworkers, and their, you know, their physical capabilities and daily functioning. When we talk about mental health conditions like depression, that's often associated with high rates of disability and even unemployment. Some research has shown that while depression is incredibly common and also a treatable mental health condition, only about 40% of employees who report severe depression receive treatment. And further research shows that, you know, in combination with other factors, if left untreated, depression can be a risk factor for suicide. And so this is really one of the main reasons why the workplace is an optimal setting to create this culture of health and mental health. And at you know, AFSP, we work with employers to help promote awareness about the importance of mental health and really believe that the more we can educate workplaces and their employees and, and help them educate their employees on mental health and help seeking, you know, the risk factors and warning signs for suicide, the stronger that our you know, workplace will be overall. Well, what are some of those key risk factors and warning signs that business leaders should be aware of that could indicate an employee needs help? Yeah, no, that's such a great question. And, you know, it's important to note, while there's, there is no single cause for suicide, and so when we talk about suicide risk factors, we really talk about these sort of multiple intersecting factors that come together to create suicide risk. 
suicide risk factors are characteristics or conditions that can increase of the chance that a person may take their life. Risk factors can include health-related factors, so mental health conditions. They can also include environmental factors, so access to lethal means, and historical factors, so a previous suicide attempt or a family history of suicide. And, you know, similar to a person who is at risk for heart disease due to maybe high blood pressure or a family history of heart disease, some people are at a higher risk for suicide than others. And so we really kind of talk about suicide risk as a public health problem and really look at the combination of health, environmental, and historical factors that can all contribute to an individual's risk for suicide. But really what to look out for when you're, you know, maybe concerned that a person may be suicidal is really just a change in their behavior or the presence of really entirely new behaviors. This can be really of sharpest concern if that new or changed behavior is related to a painful event, a loss, or a change. And just to note that, you know, most people who take their lives exhibit one or more of these warning signs, and it's really either through, you know, what they say or what they do. And again, you know, having that, that education and, and really awareness of suicide risk factors and warning signs can truly be life-saving. Yeah, I think that's pretty important because if you think about just anytime someone is physically ill, it's really hard for them to admit that they are, at least pre-COVID. People would just say, no, I'm not sick, and they would still come to work. It's exponentially more difficult for some to admit they have some kind of mental issue that's going on. So having people in the workplace, your coworkers, your leaders being aware and looking for those warning signs is just so crucial. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I think, you know, the the conversation has shifted around just overall health, living, you know, through this pandemic when we're talking about COVID and really, you know, having a physical illness, but also the mental health impact of COVID as well. We've certainly you know, may not understand the sort of entire impact of COVID on suicide. But, you know, we do know that it really has started a conversation about, you know, health and help seeking overall. Yeah, having the conversation is so key and just making it okay to do it. No retribution, you're not going to get fired. Like, let's let's get ahead of this. That's just so important. Absolutely. So thinking about that, when an organization comes to AFSP for any kind of guidance on mental health or suicide prevention programming, where do you advise they start? It's a daunting task. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when an organization is interested in mental health and suicide prevention programming, we really start with conversation and start by asking, you know, what are they already doing? Oftentimes, we find that companies are offering health programs to their employees. It could be, you know, an employee assistance program or mental health benefits. And all of that is part of mental health and suicide prevention. And so it's really important to acknowledge that there may be steps that they're already taking. It's just not maybe categorized as, you know, suicide prevention. And then we really talk about the different prongs of mental health and suicide prevention programming initiatives that, you know, AFSP offers, 
This could be, you know, starting with awareness campaigns that are designed to, you know, improve understanding of mental health and suicide prevention. It could be some of our education programs, such as our Talk Saves Lives program, which is really a suicide prevention 101 educational presentation. It could be more comprehensive, such as our interactive screening program, which is really designed to you know, increase help seeking and connection to care. Or sometimes it's, you know, talking about our postvention toolkits and our healing conversations programs to really help enhance workplace protocols after a suicide loss, whether it's the suicide loss of an employee, a client, a vendor, or, you know, a family member, a friend of an employee. And, you know, our sort of, you know, the way we kind of look at this is you know in mental health and suicide prevention you know just like it's important to really meet individuals where they are at in the help seeking process it's really important to meet organizations where they are in the process of you know building out mental health and suicide prevention programming so organizations may want to start with those general awareness you know, resources on mental health and suicide prevention as they work their way towards, you know, more comprehensive education and mental health programming. And our job is really to work with those organizations and provide them with that help and support that they need, no matter where they are in the process. What are the most common issues or challenges you hear from businesses about why their programming is not as effective as they'd like or why their employee assistance program is not being utilized by employees? That's a great question. And oftentimes, you know, the organizations that we're working with, they may think that, you know, mental health and suicide prevention only fits within HR or their employee assistance program or some other health related benefit. And, you know, while those departments are incredibly important, at AFSP, we really see everyone playing a role in suicide prevention. And so oftentimes when programs are not being utilized or maybe they're not as effective as they could be, it could be related to that they're isolated within these departments and therefore employees may not know about them until they're, you know, dealing with a mental health concern or struggling with suicidal thoughts. And so our goal is to really help organizations see the importance of really kind of baking in mental health and suicide prevention, creating, you know, ongoing awareness campaigns and programming initiatives and sharing resources so that people know where to go, you know, before it becomes a crisis or a personnel issue. And I think, you know, involving as many departments and employees and even employee groups can really be a part of, you know, making sure that programming is most effective and that the resources and services that are available to employees are being utilized. That's a pretty common thing that we see across everything we talk about in the show from business continuity to disaster recovery to safety. It's not a one-time thing where suddenly one day when the situation presents itself, you'll magically be able to identify it, address it, and overcome it. It's something that just needs to become part of the organization. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we've certainly started our work with organizations when they've come to us, you know, after a suicide death of an employee. And, you know, they come to us to, you know, really utilize some of our post resources and programming 
And that's, you know, incredibly important, but I think a lot of, you know, what we talk about as, you know, part of that healing process and over time is then to build in prevention and take more of that sort of upstream approach to include a lot of, you know, early resources as part of that, you know, the core part of your business. And we really see, you know, mental health and suicide prevention as workplace safety and, you know, I also think engaging organizational leadership to address mental health and suicide prevention in that really comprehensive way can be essential in those suicide prevention efforts. Without a doubt. Well, what guidance or resources does AFSP offer organizations that are experiencing those programming challenges that we talked about? Yeah, sure. So we, I mean, we certainly work with organizations at all stages of the suicide prevention process. So whether it's you know, engaging in one of our awareness campaigns or implementing some of our suicide prevention education or programs, but also, you know, getting involved in some of our advocacy work or our, you know, local efforts with one of our chapters in, you know, in their state and, you know, getting involved in a walk. There are so many different places where, you know, organizations can work and partner with AFSP that I think a lot of that helps to alleviate some of those challenges where, um, you know, they may be doing something that either, you know, they're not ready to do or, you know, they need kind of more support. And we really have a lot of different departments and programs that can really support organizations in a variety of different ways. And again, meet them where they are in that process. I think that's the key is people tend to get scared when they're like, "Uh uh-oh, here comes a one size fits all program that I've got to go through. And then they just say, you know what, let's forget about this. So it's great that you guys offer a way to meet them where they are. Yeah. And I think, you know, suicide prevention and mental health programming can also be really overwhelming. And, you know, part of Our role is also to, you know, be those experts in mental health and suicide prevention and, you know, let the workplaces and the organizations be the experts in their employees and their needs. And I think that really helps us work collaboratively to say, okay, let's get an understanding of your workplace and what you need. And then we'll also share, you know, our expertise in mental health and suicide prevention programming so that we can, so that we don't, we're not taking that cookie cutter approach and we're really, you know, building out those best practices in a way that's going to meet their needs and the needs of their employees. Well, one thing that really caught my attention when we were doing research for this episode was your interactive screening program. Can you explain that to us and the benefits to our listeners? Absolutely. So this is a program that I've been working with for over 10 years now. And the Interactive Screening Program, or ISP, as it's often called, is an online program that is designed to be utilized by mental health services, whether that's the College Counseling Center at an institution of higher education or an employee assistance program at a workplace. You know, the the goal of ISP is really that you know, we know that even when people know about, you know, available mental health services, we're just talking about, you know, knowledge and increased help seeking with employee assistance programs. So even when employees know about those services, they often experience, you know, shame or fear and even embarrassment about 
having a mental health condition or struggling with mental health distress, or even just, you know, reaching out to explore what resources and services are available to them. And that can often prevent someone who is really in need an available service from reaching out and seeking help. And so the goal of ISP is really to provide this online platform that is completely customized for the workplace that is using the program. It's a partnership with AFSP where we work with the workplace and their employee assistance program to provide this platform which offers their employees a safe and completely anonymous, confidential way to start by taking a screening for stress, depression, and other mental health conditions. And then because we partner with the employee assistance program, they receive a personal response from an employee assistance counselor within the EAP that's available to them as part of their workplace benefits. And really the kind of heart of this program is providing individuals with this way where they can anonymously communicate, you know, with the EAP counselor and receive recommendations and feedback and support for how to connect to either the EAP directly or referral within their community. It's a program that, you know, is being offered nationwide and is really part of a comprehensive suicide prevention effort to increase employee help seeking and uses screening as a method of treatment engagement. Well, do you have any other key takeaways or just general pieces of advice that you can offer our audience on how to either create or sustain an effective mental health and suicide prevention program at their organizations? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the main message that we want to get across is that suicide is preventable. And I think, you know, that workplaces are really a critical part of mental health and suicide prevention and really can help set the tone for you know, the health and well-being of our workforce. I think we've seen the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic across our workforce over the last, you know, year or so. And I think we've seen that, you know, workplaces can be a, you know, critical environment for the health and safety of our employees. And we see mental health and suicide prevention as part of that. So, and also just that AFSP is dedicated to saving lives and bringing hope to those affected by suicide. And, and through that mission, working with workplaces and employers to really support their employees and the people that they serve. Are you promoting any specific campaigns or initiatives specific to Suicide Prevention Awareness Week or month? Yeah, absolutely. So September 10th is World Suicide Prevention Awareness Day, and our organization will be hosting its first ever all-day Facebook Live event. This will be happening from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern on AFSP's national Facebook page. And the goal is really to bring together communities across the world at one time on our national page. So it will certainly be action-packed. It's, you know, eight hours of really inspiring conversations about mental health and suicide prevention. We're going to feature some star guests 
guests and partners across our research and entertainment partners, our advocacy workers and more. And then we will be having what we're calling a hashtag real convo concert that will be happening. And we're having a Ask Dr. Jill and a celebrity and influencer panel with conversations about mental health and suicide prevention. And we're also going to be, through the entire month of September, you can engage with AFSP.org slash NSPW. That's our National Suicide Prevention Week website, where we will have, obviously, you know, the ability to connect with our Facebook page, but also a calendar of events that will be happening. We also start our walk season. So if you're interested in getting, you know, connected with a local ASSP chapter, we have chapters in all 50 states and they will be hosting events all fall. I mean, all throughout the year, really, but walk events are out of the darkness. Walks are a great way to get involved with ASSP and really bring suicide prevention to your community. And so you can go to AFSP.org to learn more about our walks. Excellent. Well, Maggie, thank you so much. This has been a very important, but also enlightening conversation. And I'm really sorry about the personal loss that brought you into this profession, but I'm certainly glad that you're here trying to help people going forward in the future. So thank you for being on the show today. We really appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you, Peter. It's really, it's been great to be here. And I think, you know, if my personal loss can save the lives of others, and it's all well worth it. And I know the work that AFSP is doing and the work of Alert Media is helping to save lives. So thank you for your support and work for our mission. Absolutely. Well, if anyone listening has follow-up questions or just wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to find you out there? Sure. So you can connect with me on social media at AFSP. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn as Maggie Mortali. And then, you know, certainly connect with me on AFSP.org. Okay, excellent. Thank you. And thanks for taking time to join us on the Employee Safety Podcast. For the rest of you out there, remember, nothing ever goes 100% according to plan in an emergency. So communication is incredibly important. If you can't communicate, you can't recover. Until next time. Alert Media is changing the way your leaders and response teams connect and communicate effectively when seconds matter. We provide our customers with a comprehensive solution for monitoring threats around the world and deploying fast, effective emergency communication. You need a panic-proof solution for high-stakes moments. In just a few clicks, your team can send a multi-channel notification to an impacted group of people and confirm their safety immediately. When employee safety is at stake, don't just communicate. Connect and confirm with a robust emergency communication solution. Visit alertmedia.com for more information. You've been listening to the Employee Safety Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.